Hello, my name is Dilmer Eldred, and I want to welcome you to a conversation with Mike Goodpasture on the spiraling decline of America. And Mike, thank you for joining me today. You bet. Well, thanks for the offer. And today, Mike, I'd like to start off by asking your thoughts on two questions. And one is, what has happened to the idea that hard work, follow the rules, educate your children, and you'll be rewarded with a better life? and even a better one for your children. And the second question is, has the last 30 years of America's decline been accelerated and engineered by the self-interest of the elites? Well, the, the, uh, I can go back farther than that, and that's where, where I'll end up and hopefully describe one man who's a, a big cause of what we're seeing, and there's no such thing as accidental history. So the decline that we've seen and we're seeing now is engineered, and it's purposeful. So I will, uh, <clears throat> I guess, I'll, uh, I'm working off of uh, uh, information by a theologian and a great writer. His name is James Thornton, and he describes in some writing he did an obscure and important uh, historic figure. His name is Antonio Gramsci, and he's Italian. And uh, I will say is that our problems are, since way, way back when, we have spiritual warfare that's raging, especially today, and it's between the two opposing opposite worldviews, that being Christianity and the material world that is pushed on us by um, uh, the socialized left, I think is fair to say. So anyway, again, I blew the dust off this uh, fellow, Antonio Gramsci, and his ideas uh, were put in play to explain a lot of what's going on today. So socialism, and he was a confirmed and committed communist, and he was not dumb, and that makes a real dangerous com uh, combination. So the uh, uh, socialism, by whatever name it goes by, communism, fascism, progressivism, it is a upside down, and it is war by all against all. So what follows, I think, is a little long hair, but hopefully the, if you're tuned in, you uh, get a little bit uh, uh, of information, I hope so. Anyway, I'll use a broad paint with a broad brush today and explain the causes we're experiencing uh, of the planned meltdown of America. So many of our uh, crises are... Uh, uh, again, unavoidable because it's spiritual warfare rather than material warfare. And uh, these two opposite worldviews uh, pitting uh, the socialist world, the material world versus biblical reality. So the, uh, the woke, uh, I'll describe that the woke often views religion, specifically Christianity, as nothing more but a smile on a dog, to use a poor analogy. So we're, we're up against, I think, the believers in the faith uh, with, with the material world. And uh, the biblical worldview uh, was created and uh, was created and uh, the one we're, we've, we're being behaved to or pushed to today has man as its creator and man at the center. And these two are very, very opposite. So a moral rupture precedes a psychological failure, and that produces a cultural and political failure. So the first is the moral rupture, the moral failure, and that's sort of where we got to today, I think. 
So the assault on truth, and this has been around a long time, especially ultimate truth is nothing new. And a famous philosopher said uh, something that, uh, uh, that to understand truth, a person, I don't, dis- I don't agree with this guy, to understand truth, a person must accept both truth and also its opposite to be a, uh, to be, uh, uh, have a grip on truth. So you would have to accept both truth and a lie. So if you've got big philosophers doing this, you know we're in trouble, I guess. So A, both A and non-A are valid and true at the same time, which is logically impossible. So that's where we're at today, I think. Uh, we've allowed ourselves to be led into this spiritual warfare. Uh, if man decides truth and there is no sin nature, uh, then there's no need to repent. There's no need for a redeemer and uh, for salvation apart from the cre- uh, from the uh, created order. So a communist is a socialist, uh, mostly, always, and it's dangerous to mistake it as, as just simply irrational or incompetence because, because uh, uh, it, it is not, it is purposeful. So I think what we're seeing in America, especially over the last few years under Biden, is a muscular socialist totalitarian uh, effort motivated mainly by anti-Christian atheism. So people have been duped by woke theory and slogans to believe that communism is a well-intentioned system to better mankind, and it always has been since its inception has been anything but that. So the 1917 Russian Revolution, it quickly jumped to America, and the first U.S. uh, Communist Party was developed or began in 1921, and it quickly penetrated and subverted uh, not only general culture in America, but also the Democrat Party and made inroads into today's welfare staters in the Republican Party, as we see. So today we're faced with, you know, uh, it's good, supposedly, in some circles that dead humans been used for garden compost and government-assisted child suicide due to depression and pregnant men and genital, genital mutilation amongst kids uh, are, are actually good things. So we're in a world of hurt here, I think, so it's time to talk about uh, things that most people aren't too uh, interested or willing to talk about. So you can't, it's pointless to convince a socialist by whatever name he goes by using argument, evidence, facts, and logic as they, the person who lacks a moral grounding outside of themselves, they're unable to really interpret that or understand it or internalize it. So socialism is, is largely a cult, and it is independent of, and uh, it is independent of human experience. And uh, in that regard, I think that's a, a true statement. So the man I'm going to talk about is an, the Italian Antonio Gramsci born in 1891, and he died in prison in 1937. So he, his damage to the world we live in today and his influence can't be understated. Like I said, he was a fanatical communist in Italy, and when Mussolini rose in Italy, he said, well, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go to the workers' paradise, that being uh, Lenin and Stalin's workers' paradise in Russia, that's where communists would or should go. 
And uh, but when he got there, he witnessed firsthand the communist brutalities against the very people all the communists then and now pretend to care for. So the leftist fanatic at that time uh, is often the leftist fanatic of today, and I'll stand by that statement. So socialism is the god of this world. It's based on faith in something called whatever humanity or mankind instead of the actual creator. Those two worldviews immediately run counter to and opposite one another. And there, there's no way those can be compromised with or they can be uh, 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 put in uh, a situation where both can be true because they are opposites. So Gramsci was in Russia, and all of a sudden, he's seen as a threat by Stalin's agents. So he took back off to Mussolini's Italy, and then he was thrown in uh, in jail by Mussolini for counter-revolutionary activities. There he spent the last years of his, nine years of his life in relative obscurity. But while he was in jail, he was smart, historian, philosopher, writer, he used his keen mind to write what he called the prison notebooks, which are sold around the world. And that's what laid out a lot of the, the game plan and the schematic that, that communists have used since that time. So he saw Marx, Marxism and communism as disintegrating, which it was. So he took on the task of saving communism and Marxism from itself. So he he uh, he discarded or threw away Lenin's ineffective uh, uh, spontaneous revolution to win the wor workers of the world to voluntary revolution. And he knew that most people, Gramsci did, knew that most people were not revolutionary, but they valued God and family rather than revolution. So Gramsci's main con contribution was to liberate Marxism from the prison of its own dogma. And what he did was, he had in mind, he said, he said he knew that the main enemy of communism and socialism is Christianity. So he laid the, began to lay the groundwork in his writings to gradually subvert and destroy Christian society. His ideas were used, uh, uh, used the, the seeds of atheism to win the world to Marx, and that's what he was looking to do. So what we have today is a new socialist uh, man, big government wokeness, revolution, and uh, this a lot of this stuff were ideas from Gramsci, and the way he did it was very, very meticulous, and uh, it's what we're suffering from today. So when the disasters of communist aggression and mass murder became apparent to him in the world, he applied his, his intellect to the task of saving it, which he hadn't, but crucial to the to that end was and is the disappearance, in, and this is important, crucial to that end then and today is the disappearance in the mind or the memory of the people of any and all uh, memory of their past history and their civilization and their traditions and their previous way of life. So this communist method was taken up and used by Mao destroying China by ridding it of the old, if you've heard of that. So the new reality is uh, is today is the woke movement featuring 
to, to get people to reject their, uh, get rid of their memory, to get rid of their old, the way they did and believed in their, whatever they were raised with in their families. And this leads to the woke movement and features CRT, multicultural propaganda, and gender identity to change behavior. And that's what they're looking to do. They're looking to change behavior by changing thinking patterns. And that's what propaganda does. So unfortunately, Gramsci also understood how to prey on and manipulate human nature and create a mass movement. Now, a lot of people try to do this and stuff, but it's hard to do. Hitler did it, right? But it's very, very hard to do. So this is how socialism uh, has become and became uh, the god of this world to the left. So he was able to do this, or his writings were uh, able to accomplish this in this mass movement and stuff, as he redefined the uh, the, the targets or the, the goals of uh, Marxism. So he accepted that up to that time, right, the civilized world uh, had been thoroughly saturated with Christianity for 2,000 years, and it remained the dominant moral and philosophical system in North America and Europe, and also in down into uh, uh, South America, and even places where uh, non-Christians lived amongst Christians. So he, he took that as a given that he had to do something about this uh, Christianity that was a dominant force amongst the people of the entire world. So he saw the Christian worldview based on the Bible as so ingrained in the daily lives of nearly everyone and that he it, it, it presented a, like an impenetrable barrier to the, to the revolutionary Marxist system civilization that he wanted and the communists wished to create. So attempting to just batter down Christianity, you know, uh, in, uh, by force was doomed since this strategy created a powerful revolutionary forces, anti-counter-revolutionary forces in response. So that wasn't available to him. So he knew he was smart. Like I said, he knew that the Christian faith had to be subverted and transformed from within its own ranks using subtle and gradual means to destroy it over a period of several generations. So he didn't accept Lenin and, and uh, Stalin as we're just going to run over you with a tank. He said, we're going, we're going to extend this out by piecemeal over a long period of time, and that's sort of where we're at today. So his goal for subversion would move people to, com- uh, to communists away from the Christian worldview and, uh, and one hostile to the gospel and in harmony with Marx. And that's, I think, what we're looking at also. There's more. Uh, he saw traditional revolutionary communists of his time are hostile to non-communist leftist groups. To bridge that gap, he proposed, and it was accepted, an alliance with them that would transform communism as a world system religion to replace Christianity leading to his final victory. And he proposed including in his plan anti-fascist groups, labor unions, writers, media, academics, uh, and other socialist political alliances. So over the past 90 years, and he died again in 1937 in prison, this umbrella political structure that he created over all these various leftist actors uh, based on atheistic socialism in terms of its false 
religious belief, I guess is a good way to say it. It's a false religion, uh, but it has, but has made inroads to subvert and replace the Bible. So this new belief system has cult characteristics, and it's come to include and even welcome the double standard dogma of you know, feminism. A lot of the stuff came out of the 60s also. Hardcore environmentalist civil rights movements, anti-police associations, internationalist globalists, that's what we're dealing with today, liberal church denominations, politicians, social justice groups, bureaucrats, uh, media, gender, uh, and uh, LGBT groups, and that those are have now moved into positions of authority, even though they lack numbers in many cases. So these forces most often work in concert to transform and to dismantle, and that's the, that's the goal, can destroy biblical Christianity, not that it's possible, and that's a ray of hope. It's impossible to get rid of reality. So everyone needs to, I guess, uh, hang their hat on that particular thing. That battle, is, if you're a Christian, that battle has already been won, right? So you don't have to go back and say, well, I'm going to make sure that I save it because it's already been saved. So that's what that. But a lot of bad things can happen, right, and are happening to get to the point. So Gramsci's aim was to recast communism as a new religion uh, in a new light and redefine those failures again of Marx. So other beliefs found in this the, the new left religion, transhumanism, new age, leftist green ecology, and these became and are our little g-gods for many, many people, way too many. So recall that fascism, communism are first cousins in methods and goals, and like Hitler, again, Gramsci knew how to form or appeal to a mass move but winning the hearts and minds of the people to atheistic socialism as necessary before total political and social dominance could be realized, and not to simply rely on the brute force physical strength as practiced by Lenin and, and Stalin. Who were, who were failures, right? So if you're familiar with socialism, it's window dressing at best for the gullible and those uh, who want money and power. And uh, the new socialist, quote unquote new, found in the Democrat progressives and elsewhere is actually the old, uh, the old socialist. And Gramsci accepted communism in its original form found in Marx. And he never wavered from that. So even, it just shows, unless you're grounded in the right worldview, which he wasn't, it doesn't matter if you have an IQ of 160 or 75, you can't get the truth if you're not, if you're not, uh, if your worldview is wrong, in my opinion, I guess. Or well, not my, my opinion, I think it's true. Mike, uh, yeah. this kind of may be going off the track a little bit, but I, I have a friend of mine that was, he was born in Leningrad, and uh, his dad was, his life work was to get him and his sisters to the United States. Right. But, you know, I mean, their life was spent in communism, but they knew the difference. You know, they knew that, they, that, that there was a better than where they were at. Sure. And these people live today that live here. The, and all the information about what it's like to be oppressed and controlled 
by dictators and whatnot, and it seems like that's where they're headed. I, I don't know. It's confusing, but... Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you can live in the land of milk and honey, like we all do in America, relatively speaking, but all you have to do is pull out the little card that says, I'm a victim, and I'm repressed, and you're automatically rewarded according to that worldview that has no no basis in fact. So yeah, I I I, I know I read about a gal who came out of North Korea. I don't know how she got out, but she came here and then she went to school and she said the American schools are more dangerous and arbitrary than the schools in North Korea. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. So ultimately, I guess. The, the the goal of, of the socialist and Gramsci is for f- previously free persons who would march willingly into bondage, and that's precisely what Gramsci envisioned. This describes the American left today, and uh, even people who describe themselves as conservative, yet they remind, remain voluntarily clueless, and they just continue on with their, uh, you know, thing like nothing's going on, and they're pretty good at that. So rank-and-file socialist totalitarians are also oriented toward utopianism, which is a very dangerous combination. When you combine uh, total political power with a utopian view, what you have there is very dangerous and combustible uh, thing that says, well, to get to utopia... I'm going to use all means possible, and that means physical force and no individual liberties and all that stuff. So they imagine this is, they, they can do this, and Democrats are a good example of this. They can make this possible, this utopia on earth, through big government action. And a lot of Republicans, including around locally here, they also are under that narcotic. So Gramsci believed that psychology, and you know, this guy knew a lot of things. He was an expert in psychology, also, and he believed uh, that if the communists controlled the meaning of language and words, and destroyed the meaning of language and words and terms from their original and separated from their original context, meaning context, he could get. Uh, people to think in terms of opposites and that's you know if you get if you want to grind up uh, dead people for lawn food you can see where this thing is is has prevailed so he would change human thinking and their perceptions and if you did that if you change their perceptions and deconstruct their previous uh, life what you can do is their behavior then must follow and if you've read Orwell, you know that it wasn't enough for Big Brother to simply compel people to follow the directions. They had to, according to Big Brother, they had to believe, you know, when the guy held up three fingers and the guy said, no, no, you know, that, I want four fingers, but this is four fingers and three fingers. And then he was electrocuted, right? That is an example of their, the, the, the links that are, that people will go to to change behavior. All right. So to, today's diversity again and CRT inclusion, intersectionality are examples of this type of, uh, managed behavior. 
people begin to think, well, you know, I don't have anything. So forced labor camps, right? And Gramsci wasn't a fan of what Stalin did. So the forced labor camps and the political mass murders would become unnecessary. Not, uh, it didn't and it hasn't and never will, but those would become unnecessary because uh, people would voluntarily step into slavery, I guess is a, is a good way to, to say it. So as we see today, the advent of, and, and technology has kicked all this in the rear. So the advent of creepy transhumanism and vax propaganda and uh, uh, this mastery over human consciousness and patterns of thought was to be realized by subverting traditional culture and traditional thinking. So all that had to be erased according to Gramsci. So his plan was a purposeful subversion of traditional churches. And that was his big goal, is to get the Christian churches. And then also along the way, go uh, subvert education, newspapers, magazines, electronic media, serious literature, you name it. The arts were then targeted. So, as in America today, Gramsci knew not control the entirety of these groups, right? So you've got all these groups and bureaucracies like the Fort Vancouver Regional Library and stuff. You did not have to change all the people who work in the State Department or in the Fort Vancouver Regional Library. You just have to go after and, and co-opt the or propagandize and make turn the leaders of those organizations into true believers. So when you do that uh, to the group leadership or whatever group it is, you win their minds, right? Because they control the information and are willing to follow the agenda, agenda and direct it to those below them that's given to them from above. Well... So, yeah. Mike, I, we're kind of running short of time, and I want to—I yeah, yeah, sure. I just want to thank you for uh, bringing this history to us because it's—it's yeah. it's exactly the trap that they're setting, and what they're doing to America is—it's—it's it's not been uh, like it's—it's it's been orchestrated for a long time, like you sure. pointed out, and I—I yeah, yeah. just really appreciate you uh, bringing that history to show us. Not where we've been, but where we're going, and that uh, that's been great. So okay, then yeah, I've been Real good. I've been talking with Mike Goodpasture on the decline of America, and thank you very much, Mike, for your time today. You, you bet. Bye bye.